Father's Day special. Sorry, we're starting a bit late. Let's worship Him. Let's enjoy this time of worship. Before I bring up uh, Pastor Sam to share and pray with us, it's going to be awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Let all the earth 
Hallelujah. Oh my God. I don't know if you're like me. I didn't want that worship session to end. It's um, just an amazing time in God's presence um, this morning, this afternoon, wherever you're joining us from. We're right here in Atlanta, Georgia, celebrating Father's Day. Of course, we're celebrating the Father of Fathers, the Father of Light, wonderful counselor, everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the one without whom we are nothing. Without him, we're not alive. He put breath in our nostrils. He's God all by himself. He's the father we can run to. He's the one we can embrace. He's the one that is above all. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Do you want to say that? Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Without you, but for you, oh God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, Pastor Sam in the building. <laughs> We're in the same house, but I need to say he's in the building because this is online. Oh, Welcome no. to Love Assembly. <laughs> um, I wasn't sure whether I should sit on this seat or whatever. We said, okay, you go and just start everything. And Oh, it's a special day. We thank you, Lord. So welcome with me, Pastor Sam, my dear husband, pastor, father. Yes, my father. <laughs> we thank God for your life. I'm not just saying this because you're my husband and we're in the same house and you know, I'm not someone giving to flatteries. I'm quite a very blunt person, <laughs> especially when it comes to him and my family and people I really care about. But yeah, this is a good man, a good man. I married a good man and I'm grateful to God and I'm grateful to, we're grateful to share him with the world. Um, they say, if you can't win them, join them. So I joined in also, I jumped in <laughs> many years ago. Like, okay, I'm gonna give myself, a, I'll give myself away. Let us both give ourselves away and let the world be blessed, you know. And so today, no other person just to bring us the word and to pray and to release that grace over our lives, over fathers, young fathers, old fathers, and even over women, you know, just everyone. Um, but today is special because it's Father's Day and we need fathers like never before. Okay, let me just lay a foundation and then I'll get out of the way. Um, the Bible said concerning Abraham, God said, I know him that he will command his children after me. You know, Abraham was not even a, an apostle. He wasn't a prophet. He wasn't a pastor. A Abraham was a businessman. Abraham was an everyday man. You know, we tend to forget that. He wasn't. He wasn't Jim Jim, you know, and all of that. But he knew God to an extent. He obeyed God. He trusted God. When faith was not popular, he walked in faith. And therefore, God, you know, he was called the father of faith. And God said, wow, I told you to bring your only son. The, the, your only, the one that you love, that one. And you did it. You know, um, he was willing to let go of that, even that his earthly fatherhood for the fatherhood of God, you know. And God said, okay, now I know and I trust you and I'm not taking your son from you, okay? So have him. It was just a test. Um, fathers are tested a lot. Mothers are, we are all tested a lot in our journey, right? 
And I think fathers are tested a lot and we do not do enough service to reward fathers publicly. You know, Mother's Day, Women's Day, Girls' Day. I mean, there are so many Women's Day in a year and people keep saying, hey, you know, and that's because we women have said if nobody will, you know, sing our praises, we're going to put ourselves out there, you know. But men, for the most part, have just, you know, been quiet and they don't put up. I think it's changing this year because some of us have been very deliberate that we are going to celebrate the Father. So with Jesus' joy, um, over to you, sweetheart, to bring the word and pray. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, my sweetheart, my darling. Thank you for, yes, all the love I have received today from you and the children. Thank you for the beautiful posts on Instagram, you know, and thank you for the love to offline. Um, Ah, happy Father's Day to all fathers today. Good day for me to celebrate, celebrate my biological father. Awesome man. I enjoyed love from childhood. Uh, uh, happy Father's Day to my father-in-law. I, I call him my other dad uh, because he's shown me so much love, inspiring man. Happy Father's Day to all fathers you know, and all fathers to be. And uh, we're, we're going to pray together, okay? I'm, I'm going to be brief <laughs> so that some of us can go eat lunch or some of us the special dinner prepared for us, okay? <laughs> um, so let me start. Let me start from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, uh, the ultimate father the ultimate father. Um, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, New International Version. It says, For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. This morning, I read you know, on Twitter, a story shared by my good friend, Pastor Lilio Lawanli, pastor in the UK. And he talked about how his mom was not married to his father. So himself and his siblings were raised only by his mom. And his father was not involved in his life at all. And he struggled, struggled from Mondo State to Kaduna State in Nigeria, and then from there to the UK, struggled. And eventually, God blessed him. <laughs> he had his own family. And he said sometime in 2006, one morning, he woke up and his wife said to him, you need to go and see your father. And you need to forgive him so that you can live your future in peace. And she said, I'm going to go with you. So he said, he traveled down to Ondo State in Nigeria, stayed in the hotel, got one of his friends to tell his dad that his son had sent someone to him with a gift. <laughs> so the old man went to the hotel expecting to get the gift from the friend and then saw Pastor Daly there and did not recognize him because he had not seen him in a long time. So Pastor Daly said, 
he opened up the discussion <laughs> and was good was firing at the man you know you said the man just cut him short stop there it is when enemies talk that they say everything and satan has the opportunity of using the things they say you and i are not enemies we don't need to say everything i am sorry i'm sorry i was not there for you and i was not there because i did not have the resources to take care of you forgive me I said that touched his heart. He forgave the old man, gave him a big envelope with a lot of money in it. He said his dad, that was not religious, told him to kneel down, that he wanted to pray, and prayed over him. He said when the man ended the prayer, in Jesus' name, he said he was surprised, <laughs> you know. Um, and then today he says God has given him grace at least to give his best to his children. And I say that to underscore the fact that the absence of a father, you know, in the life of any human being growing, any child, has impact. The absence of, of a father has tremendous impact. And the presence of a father also has great impact, even though it is underrated in our world today. When we describe the success of men, you know, we describe our success in terms of our achievement in our careers and in business and in terms of wealth. But fathers make a lot of sacrifices for their families, and that is not counted. You know, that a, child, a father goes to maybe the parent-teacher's day in school or takes his children to school in the morning or works hard to get school fees for his children, that's not on your CV. That's not recognized. But... It makes a world of difference. I'll tell you one basic thing that I see that a father does in the life of a child. And it's in that passage of scripture that we read. A father gives a sense of identity. A father gives a sense of identity. When we study millennials today, when psychologists study millennials, they say, that one of the things that millennials struggle with the most today is having a sense of identity and having a sense of purpose. You know, uh, there's something we call self-image. That's where that identity comes in. Your self-image, the picture you have of yourself. Then we have self-esteem, how you feel about yourself. We have self-respect, which is how you treat yourself. All of them come from a sense, from having a sense of identity. God, the ultimate father, gave Adam a name, the first man, gave him a name, and gave him the power to name every other being on this planet. Adam named Eve, Adam named their children, and so on. They said, named the animals, whatever Adam called them, that was what they became. So sometimes people, you know, struggle. People struggle with their sense of identity to have self-esteem and so on because of the absence of the father. The breakdown of the relationship between Adam and God created that problem for Adam and Eve. Sense of identity, self-esteem. They said before God would come and they would have discussions. And then after they disobeyed God, God came and they were running away from his presence. They did not have the confidence to stand before God anymore. Since then, mankind has struggled with self-image and self-esteem. 
So, I look at the relationship, therefore, between God and Adam, and I see something. Between God and mankind. That God came after mankind in love. One man back to himself. So John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So I go back to Ephesians chapter 3, and you will see love there. Ephesians 3, you continue from where we stopped, verse 16. I read 16 to 19, New International Version. It says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Amazing. Ask psychologists and they'll tell you the major factor that builds anybody's self-esteem is being loved. And God Almighty, demonstrated that love you know the ultimate father demonstrated that love by coming after us you remember the story of the prodigal son you know in the bible luke 15 it's amazing we call it the emphasis there our focus is on the prodigal son but the focus of jesus who told the story was not the son the essence of the story was the father the largeness of the Father's heart. Uh, let me read Luke 15, 17 to 20, New International Version, so you get the idea. Luke 15, 17 to 20. This young man had taken his father's money, gone away, squandered the money, was sleeping with prostitutes and all that, and he ran out of money. So from verse 17, he says, when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. Oh my God. Being a father is a huge responsibility at all levels. Being a father is a huge responsibility at all levels. But I want to say this. The major characteristic of a father is sacrificial love. Sacrificial love. That we have the capacity to love our wives. And that we have the capacity to love our children. That is the foundation for everything else. And somebody says, oh, okay, don't we also have the responsibility to discipline them? Oh, absolutely. Actually, the discipline <laughs> is one of the functions of love. Because if you read in Hebrews, you will see there, it is whom the father loves that he corrects or punishes the hair. You don't love a child when you spoil the child, <laughs> okay? So you shape the child for the future. Give the child your best. So we invest 
love in our spouses, invest love in our children. That is it. But it's not easy to love. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Jesus died on the cross. I, I, just, I, I tell people when we were preparing to get married that both of us decided to read through the Bible, read passages on marriage, and then whenever we got together, we would discuss those passages. So I was reading one of those times and read Ephesians 5. Verse 25, husbands, love your wives. I said, Lord, count me in. That's already taken care of. I'm, I'm crazy about her right now. I said, good. He said, finish the verse. <laughs> husband, love your wife. As Christ also loved the church. I said, yes. <laughs> yes. He said, and gave himself for her. I said, ah, <laughs> he died. He said, yes, that's what I'm talking about. He died. So that's it. So when it comes to that, being a man, being a father, is a responsibility. It's a huge responsibility. And it is very demanding spiritually. It is demanding emotionally, demanding mentally, demanding physically, demanding materially, demanding financially. And honestly, sometimes the pressure is so much, it can crush us. When we are unable to fulfill our responsibility, our responsibilities as men, it breaks us men. It breaks us men because it gives us esteem to be able to fend for the ones that we love. And today, uh, I, I want us to pray together, you know. I want us to pray together for every father that, that is still there, you know, trying, putting in the effort. And, and, and like I said earlier, most of the things you do there are not things that count on your, that even show up on your CV or count towards your achievement. But honestly, before God, it's a great achievement for you to love your family. Today, we're praying with you that the God of heaven will strengthen you, that the grace and the power of God, you know, will supply beyond your human ability that capacity for love. That, in fact, God himself will love you as a man that he would pour his love into your heart. I know sometimes, you know, the thing about a man is your life is not only about yourself. You're a progenitor. You know, when God blessed Abraham, he blessed his seed. <laughs> when Adam sinned, he was not the only one that sinned. The sin passed on all of us, you know. So a man's life is never only about the man. Our, our lives affect other people, and that's why Satan comes after us as men. Today, in the name of Jesus, whatever war, whatever siege Satan is laying against you as a man, against your career, against your health, against your finances, we declare those battles are over. Today is a day of victory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Where relationships have broken down, between us as fathers and our children, or between us and our own fathers. We declare today the day of healing and restoration in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Today I have a special burden for young men. You're not even married yet, but honestly, <laughs> it will take revelation for you to realize Satan is already waging war against you because of the responsibilities on your shoulder. God has called you to be a leader, leader in your family, 
leader in the community, leader in the church, leader in an organization, leader in the nation. And Satan just wants to disrupt everything, break your foundations, break your focus and everything. He's moving, walking through government, walking through every possible means. But today, in the name of Jesus Christ, I stand with you. In faith, you will fulfill your destiny. God will give you a revelation. You will not be confused and you will not be distracted. But rather, God will guide every step of yours. No force, spirit or human, will be able to stop you. No policy, no system will be able to stop you. You will fulfill your destiny. God will lift you above every challenge. You will prosper. And you will walk in integrity and leave a good name for your own children in the future. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor Sam. Thank you for the word. Thank you for that encouragement. Father, we thank you. Let's just um, thank you for sharing. Short but impactful. And I believe that we have received. The theme was um, the ultimate father. And he has exposed to us, God is our father. We need to hold on to him. We need to grow. We need to learn about him. Um, thank you for sharing. And thank you for being an example also of the things that you have shared. Um, and thank you for praying. In one moment, I just want us to pray a little bit more. Um, so my heart goes to those who have wounds, father wounds, um, wounds from the absence of a father, um, either through a, a, a father's um, untimely departure so some have lost their fathers, their fathers have passed on. Even if your father passed on in a timely manner, like maybe your dad was 100 years old, maybe 90, 80. I mean, there's no age that you can say, okay, if your father was a very good man, you don't even want him to go, right? Um, but there's an, a certain age that you can say, okay, now I can release him. I can handle it better because, yes, he needs to go on to heaven and rest, Right. So, um, so some people have not um, done well even after their fathers passed on emotionally because they were so close to their dads and their dads were so good. Um, I want us to pray. I want us to pray for the children and family of Prophet T.B. Joshua who passed on recently. Of course, we've prayed in our home and each time someone passes on, we pray. We pray for Nigeria. We pray for... We pray for people around the world. We don't always put everything out on social media because, um, yeah, some have asked. I saw someone making a comment. Why no comment about TB Joshua and all that? Well, maybe not on Instagram. There are other platforms, Twitter, where I think we've made some comments. But I want us to pray publicly. We have prayed in our home, and I want us to pray, pray publicly for his children, for his family. Um, yeah, because he's a public figure. But I also want us to pray for children, young and old, whose fathers were murdered recently. All over the world, there are things going on. Yeah, we read the news again a lot about Nigeria. Um, the army, the guys, the, the, the chief of army staff um, who died, who was in the plane crash, their children, you know, it's just one too many. 
um, is one too many. Um, so I want us to, I want you to just take time to pray um, firstly for those ones. Please, let's pray firstly for those ones whose natural or spiritual fathers have passed on, maybe in a shocking way, being unprepared, and um, the pain is still raw and is still there. Please pray for those ones first, and then I'm going to raise one other prayer point. Thank you, sir. Lord God of heaven, we thank you. We thank you because you're the one that is our source of hope in this world. Nothing else, nothing else gives us hope like you do. We thank you. We have Heavenly Father, our brothers, our sisters, who have lost their fathers. On a day like this, they remember. And some have actually testified that they've not been able to get to right that they miss their fathers every day. Lord, your word says you're the one that comforts us in all our tribulations so that we may be able to comfort others with the comfort we have received from God. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus, heal them. Heal their hearts. Heal their hearts. Amen. Heal their wounds. They are internal wounds, Heavenly Father, but they hurt all the same. Lord, we know that when we have healed, we may have the scar, but we do not feel the pain anymore. So, Father God, they, they will never forget their fathers. But we ask in the name of Jesus, take the pain away. In the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we ask you to pour your love into their hearts as the ultimate father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray specifically for the family of Prophet T.B. Joshua his wife, his children, Heavenly Father, and he was taken away suddenly, of course. We ask, Father, in Jesus' name, that you heal them. Amen. We ask that you strengthen them. Amen. We ask that you be the answer to the questions coming up in their minds. Amen. And the questions that may ever show up in their minds, you be the answer yourself. Give them revelation in the mighty name of Jesus. Let them find you now in a way they have never found you before. And whatever void he left in the family, Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you fill that void completely. Beat them. Husband and father are much more than that. And that's exactly what we ask for everyone who's lost their fathers in recent times. Mm. Father, show up in their place of pain and be their healer, be their mm. shepherd, be their Lord, be their savior, be their ultimate helper. Mm. We receive this with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And then one more prayer point um, that came up in my heart and even before now. Um, is those, you see, there's some who still have their fathers, but they're very distant. It's like there's pain and there's unforgiveness towards their dad because their fathers have offended them. And the Bible says that do not, fathers do not provoke your children to anger. Um, um, uh, I don't have time to quickly search for where it is in the Bible. Um, it says fathers should not provoke their children to anger. So there are things that fathers can do or that have done or some are currently doing. 
and it's annoying the children. It's provoking. It's Ephesians six four. Ephesians six four. Thank you. Ephesians six four. In Ephesians six four, it talks about all our responsibilities. What children should do. Children should honor their father and mother. Um, those who are servants should not serve with eye service. You know, God was, each person was being given their own assignment or responsibility. But one thing was said concerning the fathers. Of course, there are to be providers, there are to be, and all of that. But there, to, just one thing was mentioned. Do not provoke your children, which means that no matter how much a provider you are as a father, provide the whole world, provide great schools, provide, buy them cars, buy them... If, you're, if you provoke them to anger, like if you're abusive with your words, if you're emotionally distanced, emotionally abusive, verbally abusive, you beat them anyhow, you speak to them anyhow, you run down their esteem, you send them to good schools, but you're telling them that their head is not correct because you are angry, because some have lived with alcoholic fathers, some have watched their fathers abuse their mothers, as in beat their mothers or cheat on other cheat on their, their, their mothers, um, sleep with other women, and the children have seen it. The mothers may not know, the wife may not know, but the children have seen it, and it hurts them. These wounds are there. The wounds of hypocrisy. The wounds sometimes that children see, even in Church fathers, in pastors, church leaders, government leaders, leaders, fathers, young and old. And some of these children have grown and they've been waiting to see a change and they have not seen the change. They've been waiting to see, okay, this man is now older. Maybe he will change his ways. And they see no remorse. That is the most painful one. Because when you see a change, you say, okay. That was when he was younger. He was in his 20s. He was in his 30s. He didn't really understand this parenting thing. But now he's 50. He's 60. He's 70 for crying out loud. Is this how he will go to the grave? And there is no repentance still. Fathers who blackmail their children. Fathers who have money. And because their children would not do their own bidding, they refuse to release money to them to pay their school fees or to help them out of a predicament. Okay, a father can give a down payment or help that child for their first car or give towards it. But the father purposely does not. Gives to every other person. Every other person in the front of that child. But refuses to because the child will not um, do their own faith or the father's religion or their own faith. Or do certain things which the child is not comfortable with. A child may not be comfortable with what the father is asking him or her to do. After a certain age, a father or a mother, you don't have control over your child. Some children, and they've grown into adults, are still suffering from control. Control taken too far. And so such fathers have blackmailed and and there are adult children who have remained deaf and said, I will do the will of God. I will do your will. I will do what God is asking me to do. And um, this has constituted a great wound and pain in the heart of these children who have, some have become fathers themselves and they're struggling so that they don't inflict the same thing on their own innocent children. Please, sir, just pray and let this siege, let this curse be broken let this wound be healed. It says it gives beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. 
Thank you, Lord. That their wounds will be healed, that they will be able to forgive and move on without their father even. Some will receive instruction, like your friend shared, that he went to his father to tell his father, Look, this is, and this is what you did, and I'm not happy with you. He did, that was a bold move. The father could have shunned him and said, Get out of here. But then he'd be able to say, God, I tried. But then to his surprise, the father pulled him close and asked for forgiveness. So some of you, some will have to take such steps to go, to go confront, to call on the phone and say, look, you did this, you did this, you did this, and give them the opportunity. Maybe they will humbly say sorry. And if they don't say sorry, may God still give you grace to put closure and, and move on. So please pray. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. The things that are impossible with men are possible with God. Yes. And Lord, we know that some people have said, I want to forgive. I just can't. Some have found it very difficult because the pain is just there. Some have even forgiven, yet the hurt came back. <laughs> the hurt came back again. But Father God, we know one thing. We know one thing. <clears throat> that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, that love is a supernatural thing that you give us, capacity that you give us. If Joseph could forgive his brothers that plotted to kill him and eventually sold him as a slave and went spreading the news, the narrative that he was dead, he had been killed by an animal, made, made his father to mourn him when he was not dead. If Joseph could forgive them, could forgive them, Father, we can forgive. We can forgive our family members and we receive that grace right now. We receive that grace right now Amen. for everyone that has been hurt, hurt by a father. Yes, Amen. Lord, some were hurt by biological fathers. Some were hurt by spiritual fathers in churches. Some were hurt by their employers at work. Also, some authority figures somewhere. Lord, today is a day of forgiveness. We declare that that hold is broken. That jinx is broken in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We receive grace for us to move, take action, initiate communication. Heavenly Father, that we put this in our past. We receive for each one closure in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And Father God, whatever blessing may have been held, whatever breakthrough may have been limited, held down, Whatever prayer may not have been answered because of unforgiveness, today we declare release. We prophesy restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Physical healing for someone, emotional healing for someone, healing of careers, healing of relationships today. Amen. We give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Sam. Thank you. Uh, may God also bless you as you've watered. May God water you, refresh you mm. continually in the name of Jesus. You're not just a father mm. in a family, a father to community, day star, love assembly, success power, your father in the nations, your father in Nigeria. We celebrate you, we validate you. God has validated you already. May you go from strength to strength, from grace Man. to grace. May you always hear your mm. father's heart and you always hear the father's voice to stand Amen. and do what he wants from you god bless Amen. you
Friends, Amen. let's you. celebrate. I see so many comments here. Thank you. It's Father's Day. Reach out to your father. It is not near you. Call him on the phone. Celebrate him. If your father is with you, take him out for lunch. We still have great plans for our father here, Dr. Samadim. We still have great plans for you. It's still early in the day here in Atlanta. So people rejoice. Um, the siege is broken. Um, yes, thank you, Jesus. I see all the comments. God sees them, and we're praying over all the comments all the requests. God bless you. God bless you. Let's end this, you know, by rejoicing because he's giving us victory. He's giving us victory. Hallelujah. Hey. Just dance and celebrate right where you are. Celebrate. Celebrate. Ooh. Hallelujah. Mm. Father's Day special. 
the joy of the Lord will not depart from your heart. It will not depart from your lives and your families in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Okay, let me move away from the celebration. Dance. Because of Jesus, Shakara means we can boast in the Lord and rejoice. Hallelujah. 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 So, bye for now, friends, and see you next time. Keep shining. And the blessing of the Lord continue to rest on you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.